Welcome back, everybody, to the Know-It-All Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Jerry, the Fantasy Football Know-It-All. I can be found on Twitter, at FFKnowItAll. You can email the show directly, knowitallfantasyfootball at gmail.com. Thank you all for listening to the program. Today, we're going to do the seven deadly sins, if you will, of drafting. These are seven things that you definitely do not want to do. I will go over those in detail. And then I'm going to, um, I've had a request to do a mock draft from the ninth position uh, from a listener, Jonathan R. So what I'm going to go ahead and do, I wanted to do a mock draft episode anyway. So I am in a mock draft lobby at the moment in the waiting room waiting at the ninth position to do a PPR 12-team mock draft from position number nine. We'll see, and what I'll do is I will talk about what uh, what I'm thinking at each selection. And it's a live draft with other people, too, so it's not an algorithm or anything. Uh, Not that those are bad, but those don't put the human element into it. And, you know, humans obviously are going to go off script. They're not going to go directly with rankings. And it's kind of hard to do that with an automated draft. So we're going to do it here, a live draft on the ESPN platform, which is what uh, Jonathan's playing on. So we'll go ahead and get into that in a moment. Before we do any of that, I do want to talk about our sponsor of the program, and that is Bove Design. Guys, in this day and age, there are entrepreneurs everywhere. There are businesses uh, uh, cropping up on the internet. Everybody is selling a product, a service, what have you. And the best way to do that is to have a website that is fully state-of-the-art, operational, and that you can rely on. And that is where the folks at Bove Design come into play. Let Rob and company take a look at what your needs are for your business and tailor make a website suited for you. Uh, Whether it is the full website with all the bells and whistles, a tweak here, a tweak there, maybe a banner ad or two, or possibly a logo like the one that I have for the program here, Uh, Bove Design has you covered. They are on Instagram at bove.design, that's Bove Design on Instagram, and hit Rob up and see what they could do to help you help your business. All right, so We will dive right into the uh, seven deadly sins here, and um, we'll start at number one. Now, these are in no specific order, but I do want to go over them in some a little bit of detail, as it is. uh, These are things that I have fallen victim to in all of my years of playing, and this is how you learn how to how to draft. Leagues aren't won in the draft. I talk about this all the time. You have to play the waiver wire. You have to, you know, make sure that you utilize trades if that's something that uh, you're comfortable doing. There are ways to improve your team through the season, but drafting is super important because you're you're getting guys in the first four or five rounds that you hope will catapult you toward the fantasy playoffs. We'll start at number one. And like I said, this is not in any particular order, but um, unless you are in a super flex league, and I'll take a minute to explain that just in case uh, people out there don't know, because there's confusion even in the community of, uh, of well-seasoned uh, fantasy football managers of what a super flex actually is. A super flex is not an additional flex in your league. Now, I'll start at, in the back here. A flex is usually... 
either a wide receiver, a running back, or a tight end that you could put in a flexible position. And it's usually something that you take later on and you put a guy in there that hopefully will get you, say, 10 points. You're, you're not looking for the, the flex is not something that you're, is going to carry you. It's something that's going to be with a high floor. You want a player that's going to give you a certain amount of points each week. A super flex allows you to add a quarterback to that mix. So it could be a quarterback, running back, tight end, or wide receiver. Usually quarterbacks get more points on average. So in a super flex league, the majority of owners will employ two quarterbacks in their lineup each week. So unless you're in a league like that, then there's no reason to select a quarterback in the first four rounds. Sure, it is great to have one of those top three. I'm not going to tell you that I wouldn't want to have Patrick Mahomes or Jalen Hurts or Josh Allen. I like all three of them. But at the cost of what you're giving up, you're giving up a top-flight running back and a top-flight wide receiver just to get that star quarterback. And trust me, later on in that draft, you will be kicking yourself for not taking, uh, say, Nick Chubb. Say that it, it, I'm going with a running back that might be going around where Mahomes is going. Mahomes is going in the second round in most drafts. So Nick Chubb is a guy, Jonathan Taylor. I know there's a little bit of concern based on his contract situation and, and wanting a trade, but I'm just using talent here. And uh, so those guys like that, and even uh, Pollard, Tony Pollard is going late in the second round in some drafts. You can get guys like that rather than Mahomes. And then later on, if you took Mahomes there, you're looking at J.K. Dobbins, who has an extensive history of injury. Rashad White, who I do like, but he is not guaranteed anything in a very bad Tampa Bay offense, or you know James Cook in Buffalo, and they've had a history of not utilizing their uh, running backs the way they should. So you're, you're giving up somebody like Nick Chubb for a James Cook, and you don't want to do that uh, in fantasy. So you can get guys that will help you with the quarterback position way later. So again, don't take a quarterback too early. Now, don't get caught in a positional run. This happens every single draft. Everybody starts talking or starts taking players at the same position. You may have started with a couple of running backs, and all of a sudden, all the wide receivers come off the board. Now you're looking at this and going, holy crap, in the third round, you're looking at wide receivers that you don't really want. Maybe a Terry McLaurin that is kind of hurt and you're not sure. And maybe Mark Andrews is on the board at tight end. Take him. You know he's going to be a top three tight end. Look for value. Don't just grab a wide receiver because you think you have to have one. Wait until you find one that will fit your team. Take look at the board, and if you if somebody is there that is a great value, you want to take him. Now, in leagues where you start only one QB, as I mentioned earlier, don't select a backup. You can find a replacement for the bye weeks on the waiver wire, or in case of an injury, you could just pick somebody up. You honestly do not have to have a backup. A backup quarterback on your roster is only going to take up space, not allowing you to build depth at the wide receiver and the running back positions where you really need to have that because those are the ones who get injured the most and those are the ones that provide you with the bulk of your scoring. Let's be honest. Same holds true for a, a tight end. No need to have a backup tight end on your team unless you start two tight ends or unless you have Travis Kelsey and you're using him in the flex and you have somebody like George Kittle at tight end. Not something I'd recommend doing, by the way, but I have seen people in my leagues do that. But either way, don't don't have backup tight ends or quarterbacks on your team. And I say this every year and I really don't, I don't know why I have to keep saying it. 
for God's sake, do not have a backup defense. I mean, defense is whatever anyway, but the only way you want to do that is if you have a defense that's scoring 30 points a game and you pick somebody up that that is uh, on the week that they're off for a bye. But even that, just it's craziness. Don't do it. Again, it takes up roster spots when you really need them for other positions. Now, you want to go with your gut here too. This is number four. Go with your gut. Rankings are guidelines. We may have had more experience than, than a lot of you in doing this, and we learn from it, and we try to implore it in our daily, uh, you know, in, in our rankings and our, our projections and all that, but we're not infallible either. You may have a guy that you really, really like. It could be anybody. It could be Alexander Madison this year, who I like. A lot of people don't like him. They're, they're a little hesitant to take him. If you like him and you need to have him and you're worried he's not going to be there in a specific time in the draft, take him. You will feel better if you take him and he fails than if you let somebody else grab him and he blows up. Trust me, been there, done that. It is not fun. Know your league settings. This is number five. Make sure you're fully aware of the scoring system here because if you could be in a half-point PPR, full-point PPR, or standard. It matters. It also matters if it's six points per passing touchdown for quarterbacks or four points per passing touchdown. All of this matters. Most leagues start two running backs, two wide receivers, and one flex, but they vary depending on platform. So make sure you know what you need on your roster so that you can make the right decisions. Now, I'm going to take a break right here because the draft has started. It is the uh, seventh pick, and uh, seven is seven took Tyreek Hill, so now it's eight. And there are a few guys here that I'll, I'll tell you who I'm considering when I do it. Okay, so I am here at the nine. I am looking at Barkley, Derrick Henry, Adams, Pollard, Nick Chubb. I'm going Nick Chubb. The reason I'm going Nick Chubb is. Last year, he shared time with Kareem Hunt. We know this. Kareem Hunt is now gone. There were almost 500 rushing yards there that are unaccounted for. I'm not buying Jerome Ford is going to step into the Kareem Hunt role. I'm not buying it. And, and Ford is actually hurt. We don't know to what extent. Chubb, I think, is going to be the bell cow in this offense. Deshaun Watson, I think, is going to be a little better this year. I'm not. I'm also not buying this. That they're going to pass all over the place. That's going to be a run-first team, and it's going to be built around Nick Chubb. I would not be at all surprised if Chubb has 2,000 yards. He will catch about 20 more passes than he did last year. You can mark that down. I am predicting he finishes as the number one running back in fantasy in all formats this year, including PPR. So, you consider that you you heard it here first and mark that down on your calendar nick chubb so we went nick chubb at the nine now coming back around in the second round we're looking at uh aj brown amonra st brown i would go amonra st brown here if it wasn't for one thing he got hurt in that game and, and i'm i'm a little worried about uh yeah i'm a little worried about that he's he's questionable so we don't know Assuming he's okay, I would go with him, but I'm going A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown, the number one wide receiver on one of the best offenses in the NFL. They went to the Super Bowl last year in the Philadelphia Eagles. So starting out Nick Chubb and A.J. Brown, I think that's a good way to go at the nine. So now we have a little bit of time before it comes back around to us. So we'll get back into things here. 
just to recap, and I'll recap in bullet uh, fashion here, you do not want to select a quarterback early unless they fall to you. Mahomes in the third round or Hurts and Allen in the fourth round, then that's good value. Go ahead and take them. But otherwise, don't reach for a quarterback. Don't get caught in positional runs. I mean, you're going to have a situation where they go off in a big clip. Tight ends, everything. So just wait. Select value that drops to you in cases like that. That's where you really can snag guys that people are, are not taking. If everybody feels they have to take a wide receiver in, say, round five, you may be able to take somebody like an Alexander Madison or uh, Cam Akers or even if, if you uh, believe in Damian Pierce in Houston, those kind of guys, you can get there and they will help you uh, much more than reaching for a wide receiver if they're going off the board. Um, in leagues where you start only one QB, don't select a backup. Same goes for tight ends and defenses. And if you're selecting a backup kicker, you need to reevaluate why you play fantasy football. Now, go with your gut. Remember, you're, you're going to regret not doing so much more than you will regret going with your gut and a guy failing. Know your league settings. This was the last one we talked about. Make sure you know if it's full point, half point PPR, whatever the case may be, and how many people you're starting on your rosters. Number six, tune out the hype train. During training camp, you're going to hear rumblings. This player looks great. This player is, is has a good connection with the quarterback. They're on point. They're in sync. He's expected to have a huge role. Don't listen to any of it and don't buy any of it. What It's all fluff in the end. You need to actually watch them play. So if you're able to, watch them play the, the game. If you can't watch them play, look up the, the uh, film. It's usually on YouTube. Training camp videos usually are. And see what they look like. Evaluate things for yourself. We'll go over number seven in a second. We are back on the clock now. We have Nick Chubb and A.J. Brown. So... We're going to look to hopefully take another running back here. And what I'm looking at, you could do a couple of things. Aaron Jones is there. Jonathan Taylor is also there. We don't know if he's going to get traded or anything. Um, with the question marks surrounding him, I'm going to go with Aaron Jones. So we have Nick Chubb and Aaron Jones. So you have a good one-two punch there in, in the as far as running backs go, and then A.J. Brown as your number one wide receiver. Now we will go ahead and look at what we might come around with again here. There are several really, really good number two wide receivers on the uh, on the horizon. We'll end up with one of them. I was tempted to go with Josh Allen here uh, in the third round, but like I said before, tempted and doing so are two different things. You don't want to get a quarterback too early. Allen's gone now, so thankfully that's not on the on the books anymore. So what I'm looking at here is the possibility of taking either Jerry Judy, Christian Watson, Chris Good, uh, Chris Godwin, or somebody like that. Now there are some interesting running backs here as well, but I don't want to go running back heavy this early in the draft especially if you got somebody like jerry judy still there and he is so i'm going to go ahead and take jerry judy with the uh next pick so we have nick chubb aaron jones aj brown and jerry judy i like this start so far so we'll go ahead and leave that we're going to head to the number seven uh seven deadly sin here and that is injuries be diligent Watch the injury reports like a hawk, especially the day of your draft. 
even I have been uh, gotten caught not checking things out, and I've selected a player who got hurt in practice or in, during a game, but they didn't disclose it, so it wasn't on the site. There's usually like a red Q or a little red cross or something that indicates a player is hurt or questionable or something. If that's not there, doesn't mean he's not hurt or dealing with something. So make sure you're up to date on who's hurt and who's not, especially early in the draft. Later in the draft, eh, you know, you, you can mix and match your bench, but your starting players need to be on the field if you're going to have a chance of, of winning. And keep in mind, too, anything soft tissue related, a hamstring issue or something like that, is a red flag. So make sure you stay up to date. And that's the big seven as far as I'm concerned. There are other things that you want to consider, you know, but they're all minor in comparison to these. These are the ones that you want to definitely stay away from. So we're going to go ahead and focus back on the draft here and, and see where we're at. We are five picks away now from drafting in the fifth round. Now, the fifth round is where you want to start to consider maybe taking a quarterback if you get the right one to fall to you. Uh, I'm looking here. In the, the list of running backs, it's a good thing we didn't wait. It's not great. You have Rashad White. Uh, you have Miles Sanders, who I'm staying away from. James Conner. I just don't feel right taking these guys. There is there wide receivers, though. It, for If we're looking for a flex, and in a PPR league, which is what this is, point per reception, you get one point for every catch. So you want to get a wide receiver that catches a decent amount of passes. There are some really intriguing options here that we can go with, and I think we just might do that. And then on the flip side, get our, second, uh, our backup running back. So uh, looking at things, we have DJ Moore perhaps, Mike Evans. If Terry McLaurin wasn't hurt, I'd consider him, but I'm staying away. Um, we could go tight end with Darren Waller, but I'm not ready to do that yet. So Mike Evans is sitting there. Evans gets 1,000 yards every single year. For a flex, I'm going to go ahead and do that. They have to throw to somebody there in Tampa Bay, and <laughs> they lost Russell Gage for the year. Mike Evans was being, was being drafted as a wide receiver one last year. Granted, he has Baker Mayfield now and not Tom Brady, but... I will take uh, I will take Mike Evans as a flex all day. So he joins the squad. We'll recap everything after this next pick, just so you can see what we have. Usually in round six is when I'll start looking at a possible tight end, depending on who's there. Otherwise, we're going to wait. I do see two tight ends, one with huge upside and one who I think is a very solid option. So we're going to look at tight end here. And I think we're going to go tight end with the next pick unless I see something I really like still there at the uh, at the running back position for a backup because we have to have backup running back. So we have James Conner. Let's see here. James Conner, James Cook, Cam Akers. I like Cam Akers. A Tyler Lockett, we don't need a receiver. I like a bounce back here for Kyle Pitts. We're going to go ahead and go Kyle Pitts at tight end. This is another thing too, and it's not really a, a deadly sin of drafting, but it's something you want to consider. Pick your starters for the most part. Quarterback can wait, but everything else, pick your starters before you start loading up on backups. I wasn't always of this mindset, but nowadays you need to have playmakers, and tight end falls off substantially. 
we're only a year away from Kyle Pitts being lauded as you know the next coming of uh, Antonio Gates, if you remember him, or somebody like Rob Gronkowski, only more athletic. That's he may be that he may not, but he was being drafted like that. And he had a very bad year last year, but he was on a team that had a, a terrible offense. I think they take a step up this year, and I do like the chance of him as a backup. So I'm more than happy adding Kyle Pitts to the squad here. We'll make a couple of more selections, and then we'll recap what we have for the team so far. And uh, once I get the starting lineup together and maybe a couple of bench spots, we'll end the, uh, we'll end the mock draft. I will go ahead and... Uh, send a copy of this to you john so you'll have it for your records and this is definitely a team that i would march into battle with so far at least let's see what else we got here so we got our tight end we don't need to worry about that replacement level running backs on the board right now we're four picks away are the likes of uh, dalvin cook isaiah pacheco david montgomery they're not great but again you're not looking for that A.J. Dillon, DeAndre Swift. Both guys for the Washington Commanders. And I'll tell you where I'm going to go uh, in a minute. I'm, gonna, I'm looking at a replacement wide receiver first. We'll filter the quarterbacks. Let's just, let's just see. So you have Dak Prescott, Kirk Cousins, Daniel Jones, Tua, Richardson, Aaron Rodgers. you got plenty of QBs. Plenty of QBs. So we're not going to do that. And I'm not a huge believer in Pacheco. But he's not bad for a replacement guy. He's on the best team in, in the league. So we'll go ahead and take Isaiah Pacheco as a backup running back. And when it comes around again, we're going to take a backup wide receiver. And there are quite a few decent options here. Michael Pittman Jr. A lot of people don't like him. I understand the worry. Anthony Richardson may or may not throw the football. We, we don't know. He's got to throw it to somebody. Pittman's been a guy that's been consistent, but that's more of a floor play than it is shooting for the moon. I like uh, Dotson for the Commanders, so that's another way we could go there. So Cortland Sutton intrigues me. I know he had a terrible year last year. I was a believer. It shattered me as well, but and let's see. Sky Moore, yeah, the rest of this is is very bleak Traylon burks who's injured so i'm gonna go ahead and take uh dotson from washington and he's gonna be the second guy to terry mclaurin if mclaurin misses time with this injury he could be catapulted to the number one so you could end up with a number one wide receiver on your team in the eighth round now we have so far nick chubb and aaron jones at the running back position aj brown jerry judy and mike evans kyle pitts at the tight end Backups on the bench. We're, we're good there for the moment. Now let's go ahead and look at what we have. We can continue to build depth, I think, when we come back around. So uh, I'll, what I'll do is I'm going to look at quarterback, and I think I might select the quarterback in this next round just so that I could have the starting lineup ready before we end the mock draft here and move on to uh, the end of the podcast. Other guys that are still sitting here, and I mentioned this earlier, Jared Goff and Kyler Murray is a good combination. Goff could take you until Murray comes back. They're available at the end of the draft. So let's just see how we're going to go about doing this here. Looking at quarterback. All right, we're on the clock. 
I am taking Kirk Cousins. You've heard me talk about how much I like Cousins. He is a top five value, really, that you're getting way late in drafts. He was the QB7 last year. So you're getting the QB7 who's going after a lot of the other guys that finished under him last year, and you're getting him at a huge, huge discount. So I'm going to recap one last time before we end here today. I have, for the quarterback, Kirk Cousins. Nick Chubb and Aaron Jones are my running backs. A.J. Brown, Jerry Judy, and Mike Evans are the two wide receivers in flex, respectively. Kyle Pitts, tight end. Pacheco and Dotson on the bench. So... Yeah, we're looking good here. And as I uh, come around to take one more pick here, let's just take a look at what's on the board. I can take uh, Gabe Davis. We could go with P. Ryan or Penny if we want running backs. So there are guys there that can uh, just sit on your bench and if you need them, plug them in. But I don't see anybody jumping out here. So what I'll do here is I'll just take a... a chance and, and grab Gabe Davis. He's a boomer bust play. But All right, so I'll get this over to you, John, and hopefully this helps you out when you're trying to uh, do your draft. And I'll do some more mocks. Um, I might not do them this in-depth. I might do them really quickly without... Uh, and then go over them at a later time. But I did want you guys to get a feel of what I was thinking at the time and why I was doing what I was doing. So hopefully this helps. I really, really do like this team. I would go to I would go to war with this team any day of the week. So just remember the the seven things you don't want to do when you're drafting, and you should just you should be fine. Let values fall to you. Follow your gut and don't listen to everybody else. That's gonna do it. Thanks for joining me today for this mock draft episode. You guys are fantastic. Thank uh, Kevin, Chris, and Temi for the music, Matt Bacon for the concept and color scheme, both Design for the logo, and all of you for listening to the show and making this what it is. I couldn't do it without you. I love each and every one of you. Thank you, and keep doing everything you guys need to do for total domination. See ya.